Hello, and welcome to today's issue of Chapter by Chapter. I am your host, Will Cowan, and with me, like always, is Mr. Steve Haynes. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm Steve. I'm doing good. You're good? You're doing good? I'm I'm doing good. Wait, that's not good enough for you? Well, I'm just wondering because, like, uh, this chapter, my man. Woo! This is a roller coaster of emotions. This is this is everything that I was hoping for and more. We got a doozy today, folks. Oh my god! Like, we're <clears throat> where do you think we are in the book? Like, this is about page two hundred seventy something. We're getting we're really close to halfway. We're getting halfway, and this is like this this chapter is basically like. It's finally the real action that you kind of hope and crave for from a fantasy fantasy series. I know, like this fight was crazy, and when Boromir died, I was just <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, uh, no, that's the wrong that's the wrong one. I think we we're reading the wrong book. <laughs> hey, it was still a great battle. So good. So I don't want to waste a second in it. Uh, second today. So I want to get into it. So, the Camelon Road, Chapter Eighteen. Here we go. So we start off the chapter immediately picking up from our last chapter where they are fleeing from the Trollocs that just basically burned down Barallon. They're like hot on their heels. Like we don't know how they found them, like the Trollocs and the, and the fade, but they found them and now they're on the run. And they saw that the, that the, the pub, they was the Stag and Lion. The Stag and Lion was lit on fire, fire. which is like, it's hard to find a good, in nowadays with people you trust and burning that shit down and what's even harder to find is a good meat pie yeah oh yeah meat pies all the way (laughs) and we know that they had them there yeah so they're on the road and this kind of this uh this kind of takes place in between like i think it's a couple of days like i've started to notice this kind of trend in fantasy novels where like action they 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 always take over a couple of days to kind of perform so they're on the road for a little while and the entire team here is getting, they're getting tired and they're getting frustrated and they just don't want to be on the road right now. You got to imagine like these guys have been on the road for how many weeks now? It's got to be like two months. It's been, uh, yeah, eight or nine weeks. Right. Fatigue is heavy. Yeah. I mean, these aren't, for the most part, these aren't adventurers. These aren't, these aren't warriors. These are, no, these are shitty townsfolk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of thrown into the circumstances. So, save for a couple wizards and warriors here and there. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But like the fatigue is fatigue is setting in, and there's a great point in the book where like they they're having dinner, uh, and it's just cheese and bread again. And Egwene cheese goes, and bread is plentiful and delicious. Yeah, but Egwene goes like, "I'm done. I am done with the cheese and bread. I am done with it. And I'm done with her. If I'm going to be honest." Because <laughs> she, I mean, hey, cheese and bread. What else do you need? Look, All right, for Gwen, clearly. After my cheese more. and bread. I don't want to get into it. I want to get into it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, it takes it takes a lot for an Emmons fielder to say no to cheese and bread. They, it's their, it's their bread. <laughs> they're legally not allowed to. So there, it's lines in the sand are being drawn right now. Lines in the bread. Lines in the bread. Um, another another thing that like uh, in this beginning part of the chapter, 
is uh, Rand kind of like looking around at the surroundings that, that, as they're going around on the Camlin Road. And uh, he's talking about how similar uh, the Camlin Road, like this area that they're in, is to Emmons Field and the two rivers. So he's like, obviously it's wider, and, but the dirt is the same. The trees are the same. Oh, yeah. It's that sort of dirty dirt, you know, <laughs> big trees. That's exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was just like, well, yeah, that's everywhere. <laughs> yep. But there's people who haven't really seen every, anything else. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as far as they know, anything outside the two rivers could be apocalyptic sand, hell, and Mad Max land. Yeah, like you know? Beetlejuice when they go outside of the house. <laughs> oh, God. Sandworms everywhere. You want, you want any of that? No way. So he's comparing it to them, and he's also kind of like keeping track of uh, where they are using uh, Bran Elvier's map. Um, do you remember like where they got Bran Elvier's map at some point? Because they've been kind of like checking it back and forth, and I kind of put it in the back of my head, but I wasn't really paying attention to it. You know, well, but this is at, I can't say I do. You know, I I should go back and figure out where they got that map from because it's kind of. It's like the narrative version of kind of uh, keeping track of where they are. Cause it's like, they look at the map and they're like, we've been here and we've been here. We've been here. So it's, it's a, it's good kind of like a progression meter to pay attention to. Um, so the mission that they have right now is to get to white bridge, which is another town that's on the Camelin road um, that they're hoping to get to so they can find some safety at least hoping for it at least hoping for it at least. And as they're, as they're, as they're going, uh, land kind of like, he volunteers himself, I think in a way he just, he says, he's going to go look, he's going to go do some hero stuff. And he's going to go take a look at the, uh, the trollic horde that's facing, that's, uh, chasing them. Cause they're hearing horn blasts behind them yeah. as they're on the Camelon road. And Rand is kind of like keeping a mental note of, cause I think it's because of his tracking or something like that is that it's like. Oh, it's eight miles away. <clears throat> well, I think, yeah, Land goes away. looking for them first because I, he knows no one else is going. He's got to be the one to go. No way. The rest of them aren't going. They're <laughs> eating cheese and bread. I'm not going. And <laughs> so he goes, and then he, I believe he comes back and tells them that he sees them coming, that there's Trolloc and, and Fades coming. And then yeah. they start to hear the horns coming. And right, that's when they know right. for sure that bad news is hot on their tail. And it's not like... It's not like we're talking. It's not like twenty Trollocs. It's it's not a crowd of Trollocs that attacked them in field. Land says it's three fists full, and a fist of Trollocs is a uh, is a good time. Oh <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> fist of Trollocs. Oh boy, ooh, uh, it's a hundred Trollocs. So three, so three fists, three hundred, all led by. Yeah, three hundred trollics hot on the tail with three mirror draws, snapping whips at behind him. Get going! Yeah, it's like the comic or the movie Three Hundred, but you know, instead of a bunch of uh, you know chiseled warriors, Leonidas and the like, you got a bunch of like half animal things that are all deformed, and you know they're gonna take, they're gonna win the day. Absolutely, like if they're gonna, if they are gonna go against them, they're gonna win. Um. There's a there's a great part where they're kind of still talking about it, and uh, there's this line that I pulled from the book specifically specifically because it rhymed. 
I don't know if you re recognize this line at all. Lay it on me. Okay. Moraine stopped Aldeeb. The others followed her lead. Tom and the Edmonds field folks looked around fearfully. I think that's the line. Sounds like one of the Gleeman's songs. It sounds like a Gleeman song. Yeah. Now, I only picked it up because I was listening to the audiobook, and the guy said it with like a lilt. Like he was, he knew this line was coming up and he couldn't wait. <laughs> He's sitting on it, just waiting. Yeah, he did it. Oh, yeah, he did it way better than I did. I tried to practice that before we started recording. I'm going to give it one more try again. If it's, if it's good, I'll put it back. Moraine stopped Aldeeb. The others followed her lead. Tom and the Edmonds field folk looked around fearfully. There you hey. go. I think we should put some music under that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to rap. We got to start a song now. Yep. It's called The Dead Angriels. Ooh. Or sorry, a band called The Dead Angriels. I like that. That's good. It's a good name. So I hear the horns happen, and they're like, we got to get moving. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, originally, they weren't going to cut through the country because they the road's faster. Even Moraine says, like, even... Even land in the country is uh, is going to be no match to Trollocs, but I think they decide to cut through the country just by the sheer amount of uh, Trollocs that are on their tail and how close they are. But as they're kind of like cutting through the country, uh, they get like they get cornered, and this this is where everything awesome happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is where. So, <clears throat> yeah, they're cornered. They're they're surrounded. Well, it's not even that they're cornered. They're yeah, they're surrounded. Like they're they're going th they're going through the woods, and they hear horns in front of them. And they hear horns behind them, and then slowly they see the crowds kind of like form around. The horns them. are getting closer and closer, and coming from all different directions. Until suddenly, yeah, Trollocs everywhere. Trollocs everywhere. So, Lan is like, stay with me. We're going to do this. And it's fucking game time. Yeah, this is and when uh, everyone goes as pretty much as berserker mode as they can. <laughs> as, 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 as possible. As berserker as possible. And it's incredible. Matt, uh, Rand, everybody has their own catchphrase for this, which is awesome. <laughs> you got to have them. This is the time you use them. Yeah. Manetherin. Yeah, Manetherin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, land screaming for the seven towers, which we don't know what that's about yet, but we'll get <laughs> sounds. It sounds cool. Matt sounds cool. It sounds awesome. Matt is yelling gibberish. <laughs> Matt is Karai and Kalazar. Yeah. Ka Karai and Kalazar. Karai Al and, and Alessandra. Al Alessandra. I think it's a Lady Gaga Al song. <laughs> it's amazing. It's <laughs> he goes, oh, 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 oh. And uh, and uh, Tom is playing Barracuda on the. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You gotta set the mood. He's you need a bard, okay? I've said it before. I'll say it again. Absolutely. Everybody goes plus five in damage and damage resistance whenever he plays Barracuda. We all know this. It's in the glossary. Oh yeah. So. Uh, and they start whooping ass. Like Rand, obviously the Emmons fielders don't do amazingly, but they hold their own. You know. Yeah, and like Land goes after Land goes after the Mirdrill. Yeah, Land, well, like that's kind of like that's a civic duty, right? There. I mean, again, it's like who else is gonna? 
<laughs> exactly. It's sick naive on them. Yeah. Yeah, get a Gwen and they're bred over there. Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> so he takes it, and it's cool how um, how Robert Jordan kind of like uh, sets up the scene there with the, with the fight between the um, the the mirror draw and land because like whenever they're hitting the swords together, it sends off this giant bell ring. Yeah. Like, gong, gong. Yeah, that's almost like and the that's almost like the background music to the fight yeah well with barracuda well yeah aside from that <laughs> he's hitting it with the accents even the even the mirror draws into it. he's feeling the beat yeah. and uh and, and whenever they're hitting the swords i think um uh, whenever they hit the swords there's like a blue a blue like light emits is it from them like the the peat like the mirror draw on land or is it from their swords i thought it was from their swords. i think it was from the swords Right, and the bre- and the blue light is like super, super, super bright, so everybody pays attention to it. Then everybody gets kind of caught up into the battles. We cut to uh, we cut to Ran, who's uh, riding his horse, and he gets almost pulled off his off his. He's horse just kind of flinging a sword around, riding his horse. Like he doesn't know exactly. He's trying. Yeah, he doesn't know what the hell he's. He's you know he's got a cool sword. <laughs> he's got a great sword. It doesn't mean anything. It's not an important sword. <laughs> but know. he's got a cool doesn't. sword, and he's got this a little thing. bit of training now. So he's riding around and swinging it. He's doing okay yeah, until yeah. he falls off his horse. He's, which, oof. well, he—I don't think he—he's pulled off completely. I think he's just kind of like he's hanging on because I remember there's a scene where he's just kind of pulling himself up while um, I think he's riding Cloud uh, until he gets back onto Cloud. But at that moment where. Uh, the the rising tension is that the as, is heating up for Rand in the fight. Uh, all the Trollocs around the whole battlefield they start like holding their ears because they just like they start screaming in pain. Like there's this high pitched fucking uh ringing or something like that. Just yeah, it's and they're all tinnitus. They're all completely incompatible. Tinnitus. They all just got tinnitus. And uh, Tom that like they all look at the mirror draw the the, the battle between. Lan and Mirdral and Lan, he fucking knocked that guy's head off clear. Decapitation, <laughs> fatality. Decapitation. And and um, Tom says something. It's he says something kind of like suspicious to me. It makes me makes me kind of like I I'm I'm kind of flip flopping on Tom here and there. I love him, but I think there's something else. There's another story. Tom says here, it won't die till midnight. Yeah. How does right? he know that? Nightfall. Uh, how does he know that? How does he know that? Well, I was thinking about this. Like, he is a bard. He does do a lot. He does a lot of traveling. He sings a lot of songs with a lot of different stories. He knows a lot about folklore in the in the bards area. Bards would know a lot of stuff. Bards, bards would know, but I'm just, I don't know. There's a, there's a point in the chapter here early earlier on where I think it's Rand. He looks when. Land takes off to do that little scouting mission he does at the beginning of the chapter. Uh, Rand looks at Tom, and Tom is like fiddling with his mustache. He's like twirling it a little bit, and Rand thinks there's something else to this bard guy. Mm-hmm. There's there's more there's more to him. And this I think this this other scene here where he goes like, oh he won't he 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 won't die until nightfall or something like that because it takes a long time for Mirrorall to die. So he's not dead, but he's headless. He's headless. So it, it it takes a little while for them to. And is that what's causing the loud, high pitch noise? Yeah, that is because I think they're all. I think the mirror draw and the um, Trollocs. Trollocs are all connected in a, in the same way as like Lan and Moraine are, but in a different way. You know what I mean? I took it as in a way of like 
like how like in like uh like in Game of Thrones with the White Walkers and the zombies. And uh Gotcha. And I I took it maybe I took it wrong, but as like the mirror drawler connected to the Trollocs. And uh and a mirror drill goes right, down and, I, and a chunk of Trollocs go down with it. Yeah, it, it, in I I see what you mean in the in the Game of Thrones sense. Um I was just thinking of it in the way as how the magic system has already been kind of developed at this point. Um, Cause they've mentioned like the connection between land and moraine. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is like a dark, like the, the other spooky connection, the, the other spooky connection kind of rep- represented in the same way. I mean, we've got a lot of books to cover here to really get into the idea of how this magic system works, but I was just thinking of it mm-hmm. as this particular magic system. Well, we shall see. Um, we shall see. Uh, that being said, Sasahive, Trollocs are down. Everybody's like fucking bail. <laughs> yeah. The Everybody says girl. go, 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 go. And uh, they're, they're, uh, they get up to a hill. They struggle out their way up the hill, kind of clearing themselves away. But they turn around and they see the, the, the passage is great where it's the the hills are blackened with the amount of trollocs that are after them and they they see these like little towers of mirror not actual towers but they like they tower over the the trollocs and they're like yelling at them yada 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 yeah and uh moraine does like moraine goes full gandalf so the, yeah so this part <laughs> moraine this is this is when yeah she does go full gandalf this is when she yeah. she's like go on without me I don't know if she says yep. that, but she's like, hold on. And she turns around and she pulls out her angry owl, which was the, um, which was the, the power booster item that she has. Yeah. Yeah. Her Triforce that she was using to like, kind of help out. Yeah. It allows her to channel more power, more of the one power. And right, right, right. she's way more magical with it. Uses that to basically channel spirit bomb. Like. In the you not you shall not pass way, like she like lifts her staff in the air. Oh yeah, and she fucking like just stabs that ground. But what Gandalf, uh, what Moraine did, does here like Gandalf ha- can't hold a candle to. I mean, like, I mean, obviously I think Gandalf could, but okay, I'll just get into it. The fucking earth turns into waves. <laughs> yeah, so she does. So she rams her angry ale in one hand, staff in the other, jams her staff into the ground, and yeah, like like it's Surf City. Terra wave in a, it, is that a word? <laughs> uh, it is Surf City. Terra wave. Surf City is USA. Surf City. Terra wave is my favorite uh, synth pop band. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yeah, so the the Earth is like rippling, and uh, it's just throwing Trollocs left, right, and center because they can't keep their balance. They're just, it's fucking Earth. It's a giant earthquake, but the mirror draw they can navigate it. Yeah, the they're mirror like, draw I guess aren't really they're like levitating or something. Are they not? They, they, yeah, they need exactly. to be on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they get through it pretty quickly. So they uh, the group bails again, and what they do next. Uh, another another amazing feat by Moraine where they just cleared like enough passage and then Moraine does this like she just pulls fire out of the earth essentially just from one from as far as they can see from one end to the as far as they can see to the other end just a wall of flames 
just a wall of flames and that stops whatever Trollocs or Mirdral that were coming after them dead in their tracks. And then they're like, again, bail. Yeah. They get to like, uh, they get to like, I don't even know where they stop at. I don't think they name it or anything like that, but they get to a safe. It's just sort of the first place they can like catch a breath. Yeah. Yeah, really. And they like, they're coming up with a plan now. They don't know what, they don't know where to go. Um, I think this is a point where Lan and Moraine, they go and have an argument to get, uh, with each other. Yeah. And everybody just like, everybody just kind of like hangs back and they just wait to see what the plan is. Um, well, they're all talking about what just when, happened too, you know? Yeah. And they're kind it, of even like, like what, giving each other shit about certain things and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of them are not used to that situation at all. No, obviously not. Um, what, Moraine also goes into like what Matt was screaming about when he charged, right? Yeah, what was that nonsense? Well, apparently, it's a uh, it's an old Manetherin war cry, uh, and I, I have the translation here. You ready for the translation? I'm ready. I wonder if uh, I should put music underneath this. Oh, it's already ended. Time will tell. Ooh. For the honor of the Red Eagle, for the honor of the Rose and the Sun. 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 Um, so that's an old Manetherin war cry. And uh, Tom kind of like, he kind of breaks it down for Matt. And he goes like, look, you might have some like old blood in you. You might, your, your lineage might go all the way back to um, that king and queen of Manetherin that we were ta- that Moraine was talking about in chapter nine, I believe, or chapter eight. Yeah, when Moraine's saying uh, that they're all actually descended from Manetherin. Yeah, but like I think what Mara- I think what Tom is saying here is that he's actually descended from the royalty. Royalty in some yeah. way, right? Which is uh, that's kind of cool, actually. Like, oh, yeah. I'm happy that it's. I'm happy that it's not like rand because like that's another like we already know rand is the main characters but that'd be like another thing that rand is like god of or like the the hero of you know you i like that they're spreading the the hero the heroing up in a way yeah and setting up uh matt for this kind of like aragorn well yeah and adding more to some of these other characters we don't need rand to have everything special about him i want you know i want matt i want to know what's up with matt and perrin and tom yeah. They're my boys. Yeah. And they're hey, my girls too. Hey man. Nineve. This is What's a, up? this is a f- this is a pretty good RPG team. Look, man, if you got a bard that can play at that skill level. Do you think like <laughs> I don't know if we've discussed it, but who do you think is gonna die first? Like someone's gonna um, die. Right? Like I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. So if we don't get into more of Tom's history, I can see Tom going and him being more of like uh, the the Boromir figure, like the sacrifice that kind of pushes the rest of the team for, forward. You know but do I mean? they care about Tom? I think they will. I, th- I think they do. Yes. I think they'll start yeah. to, but I don't we think do. that they care as much as, say, like Matt and Perrin and Rand and Gwen. The The other person I could see dying is maybe Moraine. And Moraine. Also Interesting. I could see Nynaeve going. She seems like dead weight. But I think somebody... <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt... I think between Matt, Perrin, and Tom, someone's on the chopping block. I don't know if this is the type of series that's going to kill Rand off. I don't think it is. 
no, I don't, I don't get that vibe whatsoever. Like it's, it's, it's definitely like, it almost reads like a children's book in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's, it has this kind of, uh, safety to it. Young adult, maybe young adults, probably. Well, so far, that's what I mean. I don't know. So far, maybe the second half of this whole thing is actually Fifty Shades of Grey and everybody's fucking each other. Well, that's not what I'm hoping for, but, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, either way, (laughs) I'm in it. I can't stop now. Doing this. (laughs) So they have have this conversation. They talk about Matt's Matt's, uh, history a little bit, but they they hear another blast and they know that the Trollocs are going to eventually get through. I think actually the blast means that the Trollocs are through the the flames like another horn blast and uh after that happens um moraine does like another like spin trick with her stick with her with her staff and she like whisks like a uh i'm trying to think of the word like a a diversion like a distraction into the other into the other direction of where they're going yeah like i took it as basically she 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 did some sort of i don't know she like she she altered the trail of their scent or something like that like she mentioned scent yeah exactly i don't know if she added some trollic pheromones in there i don't know i don't know exactly <laughs> what it smelled like but i can imagine it probably wasn't you know wasn't very good yeah yeah she whisked that off into the other direction to kind of throw the scent off of them and uh, they land, and Moraine starts taking everybody to the, into another direction. They have appeared to agree on a location, and by the time they, I think they do they come over a hill or do they like come out of the forest and something? Both, I believe, come out of the forest think, yeah, yeah. into where there's the hill, and Rand is going on about how it's a cliff, and they're gonna go off the side of a cliff, and they should turn around. And, um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then once they get closer. They see, I mean, it's not just a cliff, but there's a whole city at the edge of that cliff, at the, at the, at the crest of that hill. The city of Shadar Logoth. And that's where, that's where we end. That's the end of this chapter. That's the end of this chapter, guys. That's the end of the chapter. We'll talk a little bit more about the city uh, next chapter that we're going to be uh, doing tomorrow. Chapter 19, Shadows Waiting. Thank you all for listening. We've been chapter by chapter, and we'll see you all tomorrow.